to the Ole Azola podcast with Yetrip and Diana Selena, where we have conversations on a wide variety of topics. We want to ensure that you learn something new with each episode, so join us as we bring in credible guests to discuss their passions and more. And welcome back to another Ole Azola podcast. Hi guys, we're happy to be back. So today is what's what's today's date? October tenth, twenty nineteen. Um, so we are today. We have a special guest today, um, which we met at a immigrant youth panel discussion, which was hosted um, at the Glenwood at the Glenwood Branch Library here in in Greensboro. And um, he's a very special guest, and we're really excited for this conversation today. We're hoping that you, you guys, and as we're learning when we have this discussion, you guys learn along with us. Um, and without any further ado, um, we'll introduce uh, Sergeant Victor Sanchez. Yes. So um, uh, uh, I'm a sergeant in the Greensboro Police Department. Um, it's Victor Sanchez. Um, I've uh, I'm really happy that you guys invited me. Yeah, so course. thank you very much. Thank you for being uh, here. We I always, it. yeah, I always like to, you know, um, you know, uh, be part of things like this um, because, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, it's a good way to communicate and um, and connect with our community. So um, I think thanks. Um, so, you know, I've um, I've been a police officer since 2002, so about 17 years, um, and. Um, Ten, uh, ten of those years I spent as a school resource officer uh, within the schools. Um, it's my passion. It's what mm-hmm. I love. Again, it goes back to education. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then I did three, about three years in, in internal affairs, and, I'm, uh, and then I'm back now um, in school resource as a supervisor over uh, school re- one of the, I'm one of two supervisors in the school resource section. Um, and obviously, there's some years there that I've also did for patrol. So a total of probably um, almost 18, 17. Wow, oh, wow. Yeah. wow that's yeah. a lot of years. So as a school resource officer, what was your role in schools? Like, what do you, because like everybody knows, you know, or everyone that has gone to school here in Greensboro has seen their school resource officer. But like, what really, do you have like specific things that we do? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. So uh, our main job is obviously for safety and security of students and staff. Mm-hmm. And with that comes with trying to um, to provide a conducive learning environment um, to to support what the principals and the school system already has in place. Um, and so we work very closely with administration, with teachers. Um, we we're, we're pretty much a resource, but you know, um, but even our presence provides security um, from you know inside threats amongst each other to outside threats, which, you know, is, um, is what everybody is really afraid of, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but that's our main goal is, is to provide some type of security to provide a conducive learning environment. Okay, that all sounds really cool. Um, so we're really excited to go ahead and um, start getting into the questions and the root of all of this. Um, so the two of us are um, Greensboro natives, and I believe you said at the panel you were born in Miami, but you've been in Greensboro long enough. Oh, uh, no, um, from, from Florida. Oh, I was yeah, born okay. in Florida, yeah. Okay. Um, what part of Florida? So it's a, it's a little city, right, probably an hour, <laughs> an hour away from like Orlando's Conwachula. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. So uh, that's where I was born. Okay. Um, and um, so, yeah, I, you know, uh, I am an American citizen. I'm very lucky to be born here, mm-hmm. but I am a first generation uh, Mexican American. So mm-hmm. uh, my parents immigrated here from Mexico. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, because all of us are, you know, for the most part, Greensboro natives, and most of our listeners are also from Greensboro, mm-hmm. um, one thing that we really wanted to know was, like, what do you think, um, for being in this field for so long, is, like, the biggest crime-related issue in this city, and, like, you know, the, the level of safety? Here? Yeah. Um, well, uh, the, I think, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're a very uh, big city. I think we're maybe, like, the third largest populous city in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're pretty big. We got about approximately 300,000 uh, citizens. 
Um, and so, you know, one of the, one of the, the, the trends, I guess, or, you know, um, it, it, could, it could vary, you know, by, by years, by dates and stuff. So recently, we have had a, an, uh, you know, an uptick of, you know, as far as when you talk about violent crimes, um, it's just general just type of um, uh, violent crime when, when a suspect uses a gun. You know, and that could be anything from, you know, homicide to robberies and things yeah. like that. Um, but uh, I think it's not just, um, you know, something that is occurring here in, in Greensboro, per se, but I think it's, a, it's kind of been a nationwide problem, you know, for a while now. Um, and, um, and another, you know, with, with, you know, when you talk about, like, property types of crime, mm-hmm. you know, is, you know, like, larcenies from, like, automobiles. You know, because people still forget to leave, yeah, you know, yeah. hide their stuff or take their stuff with them, you know, and just leave the purse on the front door. So that's just an easy, you know, uh, an easy crime for, for suspects to, you know, commit, you know. Um, but when, when you, based on, you know, our statistics and how many, uh, how big the, the city is, um, you know, it's, it's very minor that you would become victimized in this city, you know, um, it, especially if you're in, you know, um, you, you stay away from, you know, uh, don't, don't put yourself in situations, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're not, you know, out, you know, in dangerous areas or late at night by yourself without a crowd. Um, so yes, there, you know, we had, we have issues like every other city. Um, but you know, overall, I think that, you know, Greensboro is, is a safe city. You know, it's, it's one where I would feel comfortable, you know, Oh, walking around, walking yeah, around downtown. Family, right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, compared, you said we are the third largest city in North Carolina. So, compared to the first two, which I'm guessing are Raleigh and Charlotte. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess we would, you still think we are the safest compared to those two? Um, I or, don't or know. No, you're not I, sure. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know their statistics. Right. You know? Right. right. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, So. And I know you're, you know, you, you have been a school resource officer for, for, you know, all these years, all these, about 10, 10 years, 10 years, right? So I have, as a person of color myself and as an immigrant myself, I also um, came here from Mexico. Um, I've learned the importance of having someone that's an authority to look like me, you know, so for example, having a, a teacher of color, um, a principal of color has influenced a lot and I feel like has has been very helpful for me. So, you know, what has been your experience as a person of color and a police officer? Um, and like, do those two ever, do those two identities ever like conflict with each other? Yeah. So, um, I don't know if, if there's much of a conflict per se, um, other than maybe the public. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a conflict with, you know, uh, there's been times, you know, uh, me as a, a uniform officer, you know, uh, not only do they disrespect, you know, the uniform, but they disrespect me, me as a person yeah. with the comments they've made towards me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as, you know, uh, go back to Mexico, yeah, right. the, the comments like that. And you can, right. and, 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 and um, I haven't had that happen in a while, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember those instances, you know, where it's like it, it catches you by surprise, right. you know, because you don't expect first for someone to say that to a police officer yeah, and right. second for them to be so open about open, it. Exactly. Yeah. You, you would know? think you would be scared to <laughs> yeah. insult. I mean, at least for me, yeah. you know, I would be scared to make any sort of insult to a police. I guess because I, I don't know how the law works, <laughs> but I would think, well, maybe I'm going to get arrested for that. I'm not yeah. going to just do, I'm yeah. not going to say something yeah. out bluntly like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so I think, um, you know, be, being, a, being, a, you know, someone of, uh, you know, of Hispanic descent and being a police officer, you know, I don't think there's really a, a conflict per se, but mm-hmm. it's actually a way to connect with the community, like you said. Yeah. You know, and that you know, we as an agency, you know, we strive and we try to have officers that reflect the community. Mm-hmm. You know, we need those different types of not only by by race, but different walks of life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, different genders. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's very important to have those perspectives. Because if, if, if we don't have that diversity, 
then your 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 police department, the way they view society and the public and the way they handle the public gets very skewed, you know, to whatever mindset that group has. But if you have a diversity, then we can, there's that checks and balances, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. And so uh, we've been, you know, I've been really lucky that, you know, the, the Greensboro Police Department has been very open to that. And they very, they value, you know, my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to the Hispanic community, you yeah. know, because um, it's that perspective in order to see what does the Hispanic community, what what have you heard, what is your thoughts about it, right. you know, and they value that. And that is the yeah. reason why I think we've connected so with the Hispanic community. You know, yeah. you've been there with the Faith Action ID drives and, yeah. you know, us, you know, uh, going through extra other events, mm-hmm. you know, where they can come to us and ask us yeah. questions and feel comfortable mm-hmm. with that type of that community. Right, because... And it was interesting. It was actually surprising that you mentioned the the comments that you got from, like, the public. Because at least for me, I've always felt, like, more safe around officers of color yeah. versus, you know, white officers. And, and not, not 100% of the time. There have yeah. been times where I'm like, I guess it just depends on the person sometimes. Because yeah. some, there have been, you know, uh, white officers that have been, you know, just fine. Um, so I guess it also just... I guess it depends on the person or just the, yeah. the that perception yeah, so, that, that the public may have of yeah. law enforcement and the police. Yeah, so um, in regards to that, you, we all have those biases, right? Right. So, and, and that's just by our experiences that we've had. Um, and that could be personal experience, like an actual experience with, with an officer. Um, but a majority of how our biases are really formulated by the people we hang out with, mm-hmm. what we see on TV, you know, and not all the time is it a personal, you know, experience that molds us. It's just culture. It could be culture. It could be so many things. So sometimes we have to keep those checks and balances to say, oh, you know, I know you feel uncomfortable, you know, uh, um, amongst white officers, um, but not all, like you said, not all of them are like that. Right. So you have to kind of, uh, kind of, go in there I know you go in there with that kind of mentality of I don't know what to expect but also come into that mentality of you know it's going to be okay that mm-hmm. it, you can you 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 can't go into that already having that preconceived notion of that officer just like the other way around you know with us officers you know we have to check our biases too and it's it's very dangerous if 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 an individual especially officers believe they don't have those implicit biases because mm-hmm. if you don't have if you believe that then you won't ever check yourself mm-hmm. you won't you 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 will feed into those implicit biases but if you realize you have those then you're more likely to catch yourself mm-hmm. because it's just normal for everyone to have you know implicit biases yeah. i mean it's it, it where our brains are, are are wired to take mental shortcuts you know so um in order to compute and make decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. So, it, and, and that's just with everything we do. So it, it's almost uh, physiological, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. the way our, our brains think mm-hmm, that we mm-hmm. have to make shortcuts. Well, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the shortcut of biases could, or could be totally wrong, right. you know? So we, 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 we always have to check ourselves. Yeah. Well, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit about like the negative perception that the general public usually has, you know, towards the police. Um, But for me personally, I've never, like, had, like, any one-on-one interactions Mm -hmm. with police officers, but I noticed that, like, a big issue from, like, recent years specifically, I feel like, has been, like, you know, the issue of police brutality and most of the stuff that, you know, I personally know about the police, either from, like, the news and TV and stuff that I watch and stuff or stuff that I read. And so it's, like, I want to know why do you think it is that, like, minorities... And people of color tend to view police very negatively. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lot uh, again has to do with what the you know recently what the media uh, portrays out there. So uh, when you really think about it, there is hundreds of thousands of police officers that patrol, you know, this nation. And when you see you know uh, an officer committing wrong, you know, um, on the news. It's in the news because it is news. It's yeah. an exception, you know. And mm-hmm. when you when you we interact with with individuals and 
and we respond to calls every minute, you know, every second. Uh, and so it's lots of them throughout, yeah. throughout the day, throughout the hour. And when you really tabulate how much we interact with the public and that very exception, you know, based on all the calls, it's so minor, right? It's so minor. And so, but that's, but that's what makes the news, right? And, th- and there's that perception that it, it's happening everywhere. And it's, yeah. and, 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 and it's, it's the standard when it's, when it's not. It's the exception. And so what happens is if you don't have an interaction, let's just say with the police officer, example you, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you know, um, I don't know if I'm your first interaction. Mm-hmm. But, For the most uh, part, yeah. yeah. So if you've never had that type of interaction with a police officer, the only thing you can go back on to um to understand how you know how police police is what you see in the news yeah right so that's the only thing your brain can go back to and relate to um so that's very important for me as police officer for you as an individual a citizen to have these interactions with with police officers um and go and you know have these relationships yourself so you can Mm -hmm. make your own decisions rather than based on what you see in the news or what you see on TV, even shows, you know, um, can, can, can uh, have you have those type of biases. Yeah. So, and I think recently, obviously, you've seen a lot in the news, you know, um, you know having issue, police having issues with the minority community. Um, uh, some of those are, are, are warranted, you know, because the officer has done wrong. Um, and found to be done wrong, and we as an agency we we don't tolerate that either, um, and but because it's so prevalent in the news, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like it's it's all officers are like yeah. that, and so um, it, it, we got to be very careful. On the same note, you know, minorities are portrayed as well mm-hmm, in the news, yeah. you know, um, as the only ones that commit crime almost, you know. Um, and so we as law enforcement, we also have to be cognizant because that could affect us too, you know, um, is that having those implicit biases by being pre-programmed by, you know, culture, by media, by, by things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's, it's just very important to always check ourselves. Yeah. So um, with like TV shows and stuff like that, one of my... Favorite ones is Mine Order SVU. <laughs> yes. He loves so, that. <laughs> so you know, there's a well. Yeah, I was gonna say you know there's a podcast on. Yeah, that, they but. just released a, NBC released a podcast like yeah, this yeah. on the show for its 21st anniversary. But um, do you think that shows like that and like Chicago PD and stuff like, do they usually get it right when they you know because their shows based off of yeah. police departments and stuff? You know, yeah. do you think they're realistic or there's like certain stuff that you know doesn't really. So, the the. The concepts that are in the shows um, are, are can be realistic, yeah. you know. Um, but as far as, obviously, they only have such a short amount of time yeah. to put in, you know, if they investigate something, they have to put it in within an hour, yeah. you know. Um, and also they have to, you know, spice it up a little bit, you know, right. with some drama, right? Yeah. So that part's not realistic. Now I'm not saying there's no drama and we can't right. and we can't solve a crime in an hour, yeah. right. but it's it's very it's not very likely. Right. So um, so the concepts are there, but normally yeah. investigations you know take quite a lot of work and yeah. a lot of time. A lot of time. You know, and yeah. and you don't see like the negatively the yeah. negative of of you know of investigating a crime as far as really dealing with family, you know. And uh, that have been victimized, example, you know, um, all the reports that have to be written, mm-hmm. you know, all the other agents, uh, you know, parts of the, um, the police department that have to be involved, like CSI, you know, sometimes they'll put them in there, you know, or, you know, sometimes we have to, you know, you know, call the SBI, you know, yeah. or, or we have so many like canine, we have so many yeah. that come into play. And so, um, but in a show, it, it's not really about that. Yeah, it's about right. the the concept, you yeah. know, to kind of uh, to to make it lively. Um, so uh, I would say it's is it is it realistic? Most of the time, it's not. Um, 
but you get a kind of a a, a view at least how right. somewhat how it works. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know you're right about the the perception the perception that we have on on the police officers and and a lot of it how it's constructed on on media and what we see on TV because I I was just thinking as you were talking as you guys were talking about I don't know if you know about the movie The Hate You Give mm -hmm. yeah. and you know how I was thinking how at the beginning of the movie he, they're like teaching the kids how to act if the police comes it's like you know you always show them your hands and it's like and I thought this stuff only not that it wasn't real but like I've only it was seen so that yeah, it was, yeah. I, I've only seen that on TV but like not too long ago I heard uh of uh, this one girl she's also in college saying the same that she literally she got she, she got pulled over i think because i'm not sure why she got pulled over but she said she did the whole i'm putting my hands on you know i'm I'm putting my hands on the wheel because she that's just how scared she was because that's the perception that she's grown up with and like her wallet was in the back seat and so you know she was like well you know they ask for your license so she's like officer i'm gonna turn around and grab my wallet from the back seat you know is that okay or do you yeah. and she i think she even she even asked the officer would you like to get it because yeah. she was so paranoid that the officer would just assume that because she was a person of color like she would just get out like a gun out of her compartment or whatever the case may be yeah. so it's like stuff like that it's yeah. like, like like for example in that case do you think it was necessary for her to like do I ha should I have to say I'm gonna turn around and grab my my wallet from the back seat to not seem suspicious? Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. It's always know? great to have the communication okay. with the officer. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is, right? You know, just because you know, uh, many of times we're we're dealing all the time with bad people, yeah. And we don't, and we, uh, and we don't know who they are. We don't know exactly. their lifestyle. We don't know right. what's going on through their head. We don't know if they're having just a bad day. You know. So, uh, so we are always cautious, mm -hmm. you know, because ultimately we, you, you know, we want to, um, you know, take care of the community mm -hmm. and, and do our best. Right. But me, me of us also want to make sure that everyone's safe, mm -hmm. you know, at the end. And, the, and so we, we are very cautious. Now, it, it is, you mentioning, you know, uh, you know, how the parents, you know, um, you know, try to educate their child on how to. Um, engage how to engage with police, with police. Mm -hmm. so um, it, it's good it, I, I think it's a great thing but also the context behind it could kind of be skewed uh, could be kind of dangerous though True. on what you know explaining why they're doing it yeah. so you know again it we don't want to perpetuate a, a, a bias right you know um, because that could be dangerous mm -hmm. so it it if you if you try to educate your your child and let them know that all police are dangerous, you know police are you know are are not there for you know to help you. You have to be very careful because they may hurt you. Yeah. Then that per, especially coming from a family member that perpetuates that bias. So it actually affects that person when they have the interaction with the police. You know, um, and so it's 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 we got to be kind of I guess very careful. On, on how we present it because I think that's great advice you know to keep your hand on the wheel and that's for everyone right um, and so it and and at this at the same time you know it, it's we just have to be careful you know how we present the context, law, the context yeah. law enforcement and the same thing is and, and, and it's vice versa you know again you know it's we and when you don't have good interactions with police or you don't have any experiences with police you're just going to go with what everyone else has told you mm -hmm. including family parents and so when you have that first interaction you already have kind of like a structure of mm -hmm. what you think this interaction is going to go yeah. you know and you have already that preconceived notion of yeah. what the officer might do to you yeah. you know um, and it's also very important for us law enforcement to make sure that we do right because if that interaction does not go as good and it's not a positive interaction whether it's you know positive interactions can be like I arrest you everything you know uh, and, and you're satisfied even with an arrest and you know everything's been played out like it's supposed to be 
that could actually be a positive interaction. But if for some reason there's not a positive interaction and it's your first interaction, guess what that does? That perpetuates yeah. the bias. Yeah. So we also have to be very cognizant of that, that every interaction we have, we need to strive for it to be a positive interaction. Yeah. Now, it may not always be positive, right. but that should be what we strive to do yeah. because that positive interaction may be, the, may be what's, what is able to break through that bias of the other person. There's many a times, and that's why I, I love being in schools because a lot of these kids, they're so um, vulnerable and they're so easy to, uh, to persuade a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so when they have that positive interaction with us as school resource officers, it, it helps us in the long run. Yeah. There's been many a times when, uh, when a, a student, a formal student, now they're adults, mm-hmm. have issues, or, or not issues, have an interaction with a police officer and, um, or, and commit some type of crime. And it could have gone down the bad path on how they interacted with police, but they didn't because they remembered their school resource officer yeah. and that not all officers are bad that is being portrayed in the media and culture you know they remember that they remember that concrete evidence for them yeah. you know so that's why it's so very important to oh, us officers to try to strive for positive interactions with the community thank you yeah um so like i mentioned um a lot of like the information that i have on like police and i feel like most people also, you know, comes from some kind of media or stuff that we read. And so um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, like, the Patriot Act by Hassan Minhaj. It's a Netflix series. He's a comedian, and he does, like, political satire and stuff. He talks about political and social issues. And his most recent episode on Netflix was on um, the police system. And um, one thing he does mention is, like, race sens- race sensitivity trainings. And so um, what we kind of want to know is, like, is there something like that that exists within the police department, you know, that officers have to undergo to ensure, you know, that there's, like, no biases made? Yes, on a, on a regular basis. Because we, we realize not only within the agency of Greensboro, you know, but statewide, just how important, you know, uh, sensitivity training, racial sensitivity training is important. Not only racial, but when you talk about minorities as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we regularly have you know, training on this mm-hmm. um, to, again, some of the concepts I've spoken about is, is right. stuff that, you know, I, I, not only have I learned, you know, on my own, but it's through the police department on mm-hmm. how we should be thinking, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and understanding the other, pers- the other perspective. Like, if you don't understand why the, the minority community has, you know, put, you know um, has that disconnect with law enforcement, then we're not going to ever fix it, right. right? Right. So, but if you understand their perspective, you may not agree with it right. at times, okay? Because not all, all all law enforcement agree with it. Right. But if they understand, then there there's this there's where we can start to connect. Like, why do they think the way they do? Yeah. You know, and um, and so that if you have an interaction with someone that is very uh, confrontational with police, and and um, and they make comments like. You know, uh, you, you you know you're being you're, you're a racist cop or whatever. Yeah. You know, understand what their perspective is, whether or not you agree with it. Understand right. why they're they're making those comments. Mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully through that perspective, being on the other side and just trying to understand it, maybe we can have a, a connection so that we can be a little bit more sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Um, what is your view of the current criminal justice system? So, like, what do you feel, like, works or doesn't work? Or, or what do you think, like, the future holds for the current criminal... Or, yeah, yeah. for the criminal justice system here in the U.S.? Um, well, I, th- you know, I think it's, it's been very difficult lately mm-hmm. um, for, uh, the, you know, as far as for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because that's what I know the most, right. obviously, yeah. uh, instead of like the court system and stuff. Right. I have my opinions on the way things need to be run. But as far as law enforcement, it has been lately very difficult. Mm-hmm. When, when you have this, um, you know, this wedge between the, you know, uh, so, you know, the minority community or society with the police, then, and you see that on a constant basis on TV, then you, 
and you guys can can relate to this. If if you're coming straight out of college, you know, and you're trying to pick what profession or career you want, are you less likely to go into law enforcement because of what you've seen on TV? Mm-hmm. You are, and you could be a great candidate, you know, for it, but you may get pushed away and go an easier path, mm-hmm. you know, through you know, uh, pick another career. And so that actually affects us as, as an agency, as, you know, as, as law enforcement, because, there are, because now the pool of quality candidates mm-hmm. gets shrunk, yeah. Yeah. okay? Which, and, and so we, we get applications, um, hundreds of applications for our academies, and, um, and we wean them down. Um, and through backgrounds, through a, there's a process through it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we haven't had as many candidates like we used to, like a big pool, you know, quality pool. And yeah. so that actually affects us. Like, and so I think what, what, what I perceive is we, we have to just change the way um, society views law enforcement in order to have that quality pool because we all want quality officers right right you know we want safety and <laughs> yeah. it, and that's the crazy thing like this whole time I, you know I'm, I'm thinking like there's there's this really negative perception right and all this stuff that we hear about police officers but at the end of the day if they weren't here then if yeah if yeah, you guys weren't yeah. here then like uh-huh. where is the safety coming yeah. from and you, you want know? good and, ones and you, right you, right right exactly and, and so but I, I can tell you this is that most is I would say 99% of the officers, and, and I can really say this, they have their heart in the right place. They do it for the right reasons. They wanna be police. When you ask them, they wanna be police because they wanna help the community. They wanna serve, you know. They could go into any other type of career mm-hmm. and probably make a whole lot more money, yeah. but they do it for the right reasons, yeah. you know. And so, um, and but when you don't have a big pool that thinks that way, then you're just like, oh man, but I don't know if we're, he has the right heart into it, but everything else is good. Right. Like he doesn't have a criminal history, he's yeah. got a you know college degree, but you know what? But I'm not so sure if he really wants it, like he really yeah. wants it. But guess what? You may pass him on hoping that yeah. you know he's a good quality candidate and his heart's in the right place. Well, you just don't know. Right. We, we ha- sometimes you have to take that chance, right? right? Because there's no other disqualifier you know, other than, you know, but if you have that applicant that has, you know, all the boxes mm-hmm, checked mm-hmm. and he's a great guy and he, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell he really wants to serve the community, yeah. which is most of them now, yeah, you know, then, then that's what we want, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, unfortunately, it's hurt us, you know, as a nation. And, and every department is suffering yeah. as, uh, as far as how, how many officers they, they can recruit and able to, you know, even sustain because there's some officers that, that they become officers or they've already been officers for a while, but because of, you know, all the issues, you know, they've decided this is not no longer a career for them, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of been, you know, uh, morale has come down. And, and when you have bad morale, then it, it's, it's hard to, you know, have you know, good quality, you know, work as well, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you. So to um, like kind of wrap it up and to like bring it back, you know, to Greensboro, back home, um, what do you think are like some of the best measures, you know, as a police officer and in the entire department, you know, to take in order for the police department to have good relations with like the general public in Greensboro? Yeah. You know? um, again, I think we... Uh, we should always strive with communicating with the with the public and being mm-hmm. open with them, you know, um, and that should be a priority and you know and and with every agency, but and for the city of Greensboro, um, that's what we try to do. Yeah, is um, try to attend as many community meetings right. as we can, you know, like community um, events. Yeah, exactly, community be events there and actually talk to. Yeah. to 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 the the people like not just be there yeah. and like yeah. just as a presence like uh. as a body there but like actually be able to engage interact. in the conversation yeah. Exactly. Interact. yeah and that you know and that goes both ways because yeah. then you guys would be interacting with 
with us as public uh, you know in the community but we're also being able to like give you guys like our worries exactly or or our views about certain things and would you you say that would be a positive interaction yeah exactly so 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 i think what so so what you're saying is communication ultimately right is what we need yeah so so we need more of those because we don't we as police some we're, we're because of our nature of our job we're very reactive you know yeah. right you call 911 and we come and react to to whatever the issue you have or the crime that is occurring we're reactive so we need to be a little bit more unfortunately we're so busy because we don't have very many officers like we used like we used to and and our city's growing you know and yeah. you know and so um, you know, having the being proactive is a little harder because we're always reacting because we're always having to answer, you know, people's needs. So, but at this, but we need to realize that those those times you can be proactive in community meetings. Those are very important, you know, and and again, it's it's because of those positive interactions because we don't if if you're if you're we don't always want to be. But if your first time interacting with an officer is during your bad time, mm-hmm. that's yeah. probably not a good then thing. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so we want to make sure that we also even it out on the other side. Right. You know, and and it doesn't have to really be even community meetings. You know, it could be you know um, uh, when when I go and fill out, you know, uh, fill gas in the car, and I you know, right. and I go inside the gas station and you know get me you know something to drink if I see you know. Uh, you know, a, a someone in the community there is having that interaction, that chit chat. You know, you, yeah, you can still do that. You're human too. You're yeah. not just a police officer. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's those little interactions, even throughout the day. Yeah. You know, um, that that can make a difference. And after a while, I mean, you've had a bunch of them, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So then, huh? yeah, that that's great. <laughs> so, um, I I meant to ask earlier. So what like what made you choose? To be in law enforcement, so specifically, so first, like, how did you decide what, like, this is my passion, this is what I want to devote my life to, and then, within that, how did you decide that you wanted to work in school specifically? Okay, so um, uh, I actually spoke to you a little bit uh, <laughs> about this. Um, so I, you know, I'm again, uh, I'll go back to because it's very important for you guys to realize, you know, for why I ultimately decided that this, mm-hmm. you know, again, I came from an, uh, a Mexican immigrant family. And so um, I'm first generation. And so my parents who immigrated here, um, they, they, they came here with nothing on their back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but they came here because they, they, because of their lifestyle that they had at home was, was not con- conducive for a family, mm-hmm. you know, because of poverty mm-hmm. and crime. Mm-hmm. And so they took um, the sacrifice to leave their home, you know, to come here. Um, and um, luckily I was born here, so I was given, you know, all the rights. Mm-hmm. So as I, w- I was growing up, you know, I was in an immigrant family, but then being very much Americanized through right. the education yeah. system yep. and stuff. I hear, yeah. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, 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 sometimes I feel like I'm very lucky yeah. at being Hispanic because, uh, and, or an immigrant, uh, first generation, because I get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I really yeah, do. For sure. You know, um, so the, so ultimately, um, as as I'm as as I'm as I'm growing up, I'm going through education. I don't know what I want to do. You know, right? That's all. I said that all of us in college. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm about to graduate, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I went to to here to UNCG, and I started my hey. major in in uh, in accounting. Cool. Um, and so as I you know as I'm in class, you know, a, you know I'm just not feeling it. Right. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, numbers are boring anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I, I could do it. I mean, it's easy for me. To, right. Um, and but uh, it's just, uh, I ultimately when I really think about the big picture, I'm thinking, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. is this something I'm, on my heart's in it, and and um, and I, I wasn't sure at the time, uh, but, um, there was a um. We had a, a one of those community fair recruitment things yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and uh, I met some from the police department, mm-hmm. um, and they 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 kind of saw me and they kind of sought me out, you know, like, hey, hey he, 
uh, you know, have you ever thought of being a police officer? Wow. And it may have been because I was a minority because they, they were yeah, really, during that time, yeah. I remember they were really pushing, you know, for, for, for minorities, you know. And, and I was like, no, not really, <laughs> you know. I think it, and, and at the time, you're young and you're like, right. that's dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and so they, they talked to me for a while and then I thought about it for a while. And, um, and I talked to uh, my, um, uh, you know, my, at the time, you know, um, my wife about it. And I, and I was like, okay, uh, I, think, uh, I think this is what, really what I want to do because it all came back to service. Right. Yeah. You know, it was all about service. And so I wanted to get, uh, and, and one of the things that, you know, uh, at the time I was thinking, I was like, uh, how many Hispanic officers are there right you know i i can give uh, i can serve in my opinion the hispanic community as far as being able to translate if somebody needs help you know um on calls or uh being an advocate you know um and again giving back to the community that had given my my family and my parents you know this opportunity yeah you know and so that's what when i decided to kind of change my major a little bit and um, I didn't immediately go to the police department, uh, but I thought about it, but I changed my major to criminology. Because mm, nice. I was like, okay, this might be a career choice now, right. but I don't know yet. <laughs> Let me go through criminology and see if this is really what I want to do. Right. And so I, I did a, a couple years of that, and um, yeah, I fell in love. I fell in love with, with crime stats, the way why, why do people commit crimes, you yeah. know, all these things that, yeah. you know, and so, um, and so I ended up um, uh, finally, you know, uh, being a police officer, and um, and when it, and then again, we go back to how can I influence the community as much as I can or other people and being of service to them, and I got I got just very lucky early on in my career as well mm-hmm. to be able to be to become a school resource officer, um, and having a, a really important mentor in my life during that time that was also a school resource officer. Um, her name was Robin McDonald. And um, she was kind of like uh, my mother in the police department, yeah. you know, when yeah, I was really, when I was young, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so ultimately, you know, when I, she kind of recruited me to, you know, as to be a police, you know, a school resource officer. And I found my niche. I mm-hmm. loved it so much, you know. Because it, it was really, you're going back to the core, back to the, the, the young population mm-hmm. that really, you know, at that, you know, obviously high schoolers don't value our opinion very much anymore. <laughs> yeah. you know? but, but, but you have those that, uh, especially in the middle school yeah. and, and some high schoolers, you know, that really look up to us, yeah. you know, and we can guide them in the right place. Yeah. So that whatever we do it actually helps the community in the long run yeah, you know and and it's just so rewarding yeah. so rewarding i mean i've done this for now for such a long time i mean i have i have you know um middle schoolers that were in middle school at the time now they're now adults and have their own kids wow. yeah. you know and, and it's crazy for them to come back and still yeah. remember me you yeah. know um and that i you know i had a little bit of a part in yeah, yeah it's, it's like so heartwarming <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so so and and how can you replace that with anything else yeah. you know and so that's yeah. so why that's why it's so hard you know and that's why i'm back again we'll see what life brings at me after, <laughs> yeah. after you know i'm now that i'm a supervisor you know later in life but you know that's that's where that's why i do what i do yeah, yeah. wait one more thing have you found that like the representation of a hispanic um person in that level of authority has like um resonated resonated with like um hispanic kids in the schools that you work in yeah absolutely or? you know we have more hispanics than than they were when yeah. i became yeah, a police officer in, in, yeah it's, it has, it's increased and it's actually um, lately there has been a big push again for, uh, for minorities and and for hispanics i mean we've had a few classes now that have had quite a few now they're they're still kind of young, mm-hmm. so it's going to take some time for them to to get to the p- place where I'm at, where they can you know uh, go out and reach the community and stuff. Um, but it's it, it it's been very important because there's been times when you know I I, I meet a family or I meet a kid, yeah. and they're just so surprised 
that I'm in uniform. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they just, they can't stop looking at me. Like, yeah. especially the new immigrants, mm-hmm. you know, or, or someone has never had an interaction with police. Yeah. You know, they look at me and they're just so confused. Right. You know, but then it comes again that they've never seen anyone of their, of their race, you know, of their ethnicity. Yeah. Yeah. Represented. Yeah. And, and that, and that sense of authority. So they're, yeah. so they're kind of confused. But it also, you know, it gives them hope because right. it could be done, right. you know, yeah. uh, and that, hey, well, you mean it can be done? Like, they, they kind of like, mm-hmm. like, we can, surprised. like, Hispanic people can be in positions of authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I say that because I'm, I'm actually, I'm reading this book on Mexican American, Mexicans and Mexican Americans. Um, in the U.S. back in, like, 1940s, 1950s, and all of that stuff. But, yeah, I'm, I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah so, so yes, it, there, there's been many a times where, it, you know, it, it's, it's a good connection with the Hispanic yeah. community. Um, and, you know, I, I, I know I used the, uh, this uniform to kind of bridge a gap. Sorry about that. I thought I'd turn this off. Okay. So, okay. so, yeah, I, you know, um, but I... I'm just a regular person. When I take this off, yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just a regular person. Yeah. And even 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 when I take this uniform off, I even I I constantly try to help my Hisp- the Hispanic community yeah. and any type of minority community. So you know because I know that I have the resources and the knowledge, you know that I've learned throughout my you know my years to help them at least guide them, mm-hmm. give them knowledge. Okay, this is what I, you know uh, I have. Yeah, my mother, uh, <laughs> she uh, she hands my number out a lot. Sometimes. Really? Yes. Or uh, um, and so sometimes I'll be getting phone calls by some random person <laughs> to ask me for advice. You know, and um, but I I love doing it because yeah, yeah, I and I know great. why she does it. You know, um, because like again, I'm I'm not in a uniform capacity during that time, but right. I, I'm someone who who you know, that has the information and knowledge to hopefully guide them yeah, and help them, right. you know, and so anyone could do that. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's, 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 uh, so it's not just a uniform. Right. Yeah. So did your parents or like any of your peers like flip out when you said that you wanted to like be a police officer back when you first decided that you want to be a police officer or was everybody like the, the, supportive? Yeah, they were supportive overall. I mean, there's always that, <laughs> that, being scared of the unknown like right. you know like you know please protect yourself yeah. let me pray for you on a constant yeah. basis she still does that you know? um, but uh, yeah and yeah. Uh, but there's a little bit more calm you know as far as you know me educating her you know on the I know that's a perceived danger for her mm-hmm. um, but educating her that it, it, it is a dangerous job but we, we try to take care of you know mm-hmm. and, and we get trained mm-hmm. so that we won't put ourselves yeah. in we will, dangerous We'll visit. be okay, Mom. We'll yeah. be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is just a random question I forgot to ask, or I just thought about asking, because I've had the question sometimes. So, like, when you're not, when you're, like, off-duty, right, can you still arrest somebody? Or uh, no? Yeah, yeah, so... Because wouldn't it, like, be counterproductive that you're a police officer just because you're off-duty, like, oh, well, you know, I can't do not anything about that, anymore. you yeah, know, yeah, not yeah, my yeah. problem. But then yeah. at the same time, it could be, like unfair kind of because it's like well you're not on duty you can't do you know so like how does that work yeah so um and and so we are have jurisdiction at me myself have jurisdiction in greensboro because i'm a greensboro police officer okay um and so if i'm in greensboro uh i had the the state has you know given me the right to be able to arrest anyone within the city of greensboro okay Uh, and and that's that's at any time, mm-hmm. you know, and so, but we have also policy, like mm-hmm. rules within the police department mm-hmm. that pretty much tells us, you know, uh, uh, unless it's something serious that needs to be addressed right then and there, when you're off duty and in plain clothes, then you should not get involved and get an officer that is uniform mm-hmm. to come in and, okay. and take care of it. But that, I mean, let me just give you an example. If you see someone actually getting hurt, you know, yes, we, as, a, as a police department, we expect you uh, as law enforcement to intervene and try to stop, mm-hmm. you know, someone from getting hurt, mm-hmm. you know, if it's an immediate danger. But if it's, if you just witness something, you know, um, then 
you we're, we're just we try to handle it just like normal citizens mm-hmm. just because we're not in uniform yeah. we may probably don't have our weapons with i mean our gun or our mace or things that could be we could use you know to defuse the situation people don't know we're police yeah. you know so there's so many aspects of it yeah, so that is the reason true. why it's just like it's best for you to call uh you know for someone who's in uniform on duty to take care of the situation yeah. you know yeah. Uh, so yeah okay great well I this think has been great. yeah, this yeah, has been I really great. I think we got all the bases <laughs> covered. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say this. I know we're still recording, but if you guys are still listening, we love you. I don't know how long this has been. We tried we tried to keep it thirty oh, to, one, to one hour, but it's okay. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was that long. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? No, but it, it's been a really good conversation, and I have to say, like, out of every, you know, mind you, I haven't had like extensive conversations with any police officer yeah. before, but we do have at my church. Oh my God, that gives me, we'll talk about it later, but at my church, we have every year, we have a, a, a community event, which we have police officers come, and, you know, I've, I've had that friendly, inter- that positive interaction with police officers before, but I feel like, you know, in my 22 years of life, this has been <laughs> by far the best, you know, interaction that I have had with, yeah. with a police, you know, with law enforcement, so thank you for that, and, and, yeah. and because you have really, like, First of all, put made put a face to law enforcement, and you have made me, you know, come into full circle and remember that you guys, at the end of the day, are a doing your being. job. Yeah, you yeah, are human, human beings just like we are, yeah. Yeah. and you guys are doing your best to protect, you know, yeah. our our community and to to make you know ensure our safety. So like, thank you, for thank that. you so much that for that, and, and we're and we're so so appreciative. <laughs> That you know you took time out of your day to, to come, yeah. to come and, and speak with us and Little educate us. everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> so, thanks again yeah. for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, All right, well, so I guess that, that wraps it up, guys. So thank you again for listening. We love you guys so much. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you guys, you know, have any any questions, any questions, comments. any comments, any concerns, you know, feel free to to de- you know send yeah, us a message reach comment reach yeah. out um we but yeah talk. yeah we'll see all yeah, right well, well thank you again so much all right so. peace out yeah